Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharf Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. We have with us we Samson Hellerman. Samson Hellerman, drummer, drummer extraordinaire. Drummer extraordinaire and good rhythmist, friend. if you will. For the, he, he's actually currently uh, uh, touring with the, his, his band Ripe. Uh, phenomenal, so, phenomenal up-and-coming band. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you bet. So, Samson, <laughs> welcome to Mentoring for the Modern Musician, man. Thanks so much for being well, on the show. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me, really. Oh, you bet, man. So so how's your day today? You guys just got done with a, a, a bunch of touring, right? Where was your last show? Yeah, so, okay. So we, we just got back from Nantucket, actually. We were doing two nights on Nantucket Sweet. at a place called the Chicken Box. Um, nice. <laughs> if you've never been to the Chicken Box in Nantucket, uh, gotta you go. got to go to the Chicken it Box. It sounds like somewhere that has to be seen. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. It, you know, it's this divey little place, and, you know, I mean, it's just it's just awesome. But so, yeah, we spent the summer on the road, and um, we recorded our album. Yeah. you And so you did that in Toronto, right? So we did that in Toronto, so that was just kind of like a, you know, almost like a little break from the tour. Right. Um, you know, so that that was kind of our break from tour was recording the Was record. recording. So we've been, right, so we've been um, really nonstop, um, you know, almost for the last two years now. Oh, just great, man. Grinding the pavement and, right. um, you know, now that we're home. Uh, you know, we're just writing tunes. You know, just got out of a long rehearsal. We ran all morning. We're, oh, nice. You know, already basically got the second album ready to go. Haven't even finished mixing the Phenomenal. first one. But, there you yeah. go, man. I Phenomenal. love it. Phenomenal. So we were going to get into that later in the interview, but you know what? You brought it up, so let's talk about it now. I would love to hear um, a little about the process of, you know, so why did you choose Toronto? You know, tell me a little bit, you know, maybe you could talk to us a little bit about the Pledge Music. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, how that, you know, how did that, how, how'd that happen? How'd, how'd the Toronto thing happen? So Robbie, the lead singer, is from Toronto. And so, you what, know, when you're... What's Robbie's last name again? I'm sorry. Wolfson. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. So, you know, when you're putting a record budget together, as you guys know, yeah. you know better than anybody, you know, you really, you're taking so many things into account. And among those things are, where am I going to sleep? What am I going to eat? <laughs> you know, truly, like, yes. how am I going to live? Absolutely. Because, you know, when you go into the studio every day, you can't be tired and you can't be hungry. Right. You Absolutely. don't have you don't have time for those things. Right. You yeah. gotta be on your best. Yeah. So Robbie's family lives in Toronto and there's this amazing studio in Toronto called Noble Street Studios where, you know, that's where Drake does most of his records and you know, some yes. of the Toronto. That's guys, why it sounds familiar. You know, Bieber, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he actually did an internship there our freshman year of college. Sweet. So Great. he kind of knew some guys there. He knew that the head engineer, a guy named Alex, is just, you know, the most badass cat in yeah, yeah. Canada, <laughs> maybe the country, like, just <laughs> such a killer engineer. Oh, my God. Um, so that's how we picked Toronto. That's that was, perfect. You know, that's perfect. And, well, so, and I'm going to interject real quickly. Robbie, also, uh, so you guys, is everybody in the band, did everybody in the band go to Berkeley? Everybody went, everybody finished. That's, wow. Okay, so, well, okay, you guys so that's are, unique in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> Not only did everybody go, but you all graduated. Everybody graduated, right. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. 
Amazing. I, I love Some that. Some people would call us failures for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you guys like to follow through with what you started. That's all. I, I would say I would say the only people that would call you failures for that would be people who didn't hack it and weren't able to just stay with it themselves and right, graduate. Right, exactly. So. Well, it's, it's funny that you bring up that term, follow through, because we actually, we have a song, it's the, it could be, you know, this is, nobody knows this yet, but it's the opening track of the record. It's Ooh, breaking news. Nice. Yeah, and the whole idea behind the song is that exactly of, you know, you need to see it through. You know, whatever yeah. it is that you're doing, whether it's the drive from A to B or college or writing a song, I mean, the follow-through of it all is, is important to us. Oh, I love it's, uh, that. It's something we really value. Yeah. Oh, I that's, love that. That's great. I love that. I can't. I'm so excited. Uh, you guys have no idea. We're gonna we're gonna sneak some clips in in, in uh, post in this interview here, so we can we can yeah, have so people hear a little bit, a few clips of what's going on with you guys. Yeah, I am band. so excited for the record. Incredible band. band, and I love that you brought that up about the lyrics that, about that for the opening track because one of the things that Adam and I really enjoy about Ripe is is that you have this, you feel like you're like you're a, a loose jam bandy band but but of course you can't be with all the moving pieces that you have right right all the horns all the uh, everything but the thing that i love is that the lyrics you 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 guys are singing about something yeah yeah that's, you, know? you know it's it's there's substance to it yeah 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 there's know? substance yeah, i love sure. it well i think i think that puts you guys in a unique position in your world where uh uh some of the bands you're touring with where you're and I I mean this in a good way, like that that the songs uh, hold up against you know great singer songwriter songs or pop songs or something, but but you are right. still the monster band that you guys are, uh, right. which is phenomenal. That's not an easy feat. So it's a, it's a weird line to toe, and you know we're still in our own way figuring out who we are. I mean, Jesus, sure, it's you know it's like we've been at this six years, and I mean you guys know because you develop artists that. It's not like one day you wake up and you all of a sudden know who you are. And right, right. So much experience and so much trial and error. And I mean, it's I a process for this record to you know hit big and be this huge thing. Yeah, of course. Yes. Am I you know am I ready to say I quit if it doesn't? No. I mean, it's, you know, it's <laughs> right. It's part of the whole journey of it all. And some of the some of the best records out there were not debuts. Right. Some of the best songs that people have are on their debut and nobody knows what it is until their hit song comes out five years later. You know? Exactly, so, I mean, yes. Uh, we're all ready to see this, you know, to see this through in a, a plethora of ways. I you love know, that. There's no one way to do it and we're not really expecting one thing to happen. That's Well, and again, I, I, I follow you guys pretty religiously on on, uh, on your socials and, and I just love... I love how hard you guys work, and I love the vibe I get. Yeah, from from what you guys post, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, me I'm, too. I appreciate it. Man. Oh. Really, that means a lot. Yeah, you guys you are doing it. I mean, it's it's one of the things that we that we talk about all the time. Well, and we use you guys as an example to to up and coming artists about you know how to do it right. You know what I mean? Right. Like like this is the way to do it. I, you know, uh, I, it's certainly one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love it. Again, it's you know you brought up yeah. the you brought up the budget you know thing, and and Adam and I were actually just shooting a video the other day about budgeting for a uh, you know a you know a project, whether it be an EP or a full length or even a single, and right. 
And the things that you talk about that you talked about are they ring true for every single project. You have yeah. to take it into account into your budget. You know, where am I going to stay? How am I going to eat? How am I going to be at my at my best? Yeah. So the other part is usually, you know, how how, how much is the studio going to cost? And then right. the, and then you're the people that are working with you, so like a producer. So Yeah, so who's who's producing this record? So, do you guys know a band called Wolfpack? Yes. yes. So, this guy named Corey Wong, he's, um, you know, in the Wolfpack camp, does a lot of producing for them, uh, and plays guitar in the band as well. I was going to ask you about so, that, yeah. Yeah, so we met him when we were doing something called The Rock Boat. Wow, I just saw two massive wild turkeys in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Enjoy your time squirrel, home, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, New England, here we are. Here we are. Um, so anyways, we're on this thing called the rock boat, which is, you know, they do all these festival cruises, you know, they do the blues cruise and, you know, they get a bunch of bands, basically a five day cruise, you know, kind of you know down to Mexico and, you know, back to Tampa Bay. Oh, great. Sweet. Um, and he was playing with a guy named Ben Rector, who is. Sure. Yeah. Love yeah, Ben Rector. Yeah. Yeah. Love Ben Love Rector. Love Ben Rector. We're a huge Ben Rector. Yeah. Band. Yeah. So definitely. He's, he's in Ben's band. Oh, And does okay. some of the producing for Ben as well. Um, so we, you know, just kind of arranged a sit-in because on both Tech's latest release, there's a song called Corey Wong. <laughs> and so we were always like, oh, like, oh, we love that song, Corey Wong. And then we hear rumors on the boat. We're like, yo, you know that Corey Wong guy? He's actually From here. the Peck record, he's on, he's on the boat. Oh, my God. So we had him sit in. We became friends with him. And then, you know, it just kind of developed. It clicked. We were doing a little... You know, producer audition process. Good, right? Good. You know, um, gave the guy two songs to work with, and you, you, we didn't do it right away. I mean, we'd worked with a bunch of guys. Sure, he, we didn't do it right away. That he was, you know, yeah. he, he had a vision for the music, and it was just awesome. That's phenomenal. So, I I, I want to take a side note here and, and ask you in your in your process for uh, auditioning producers again, something that Adam and I talk about about making sure that when you're hiring somebody to do something for you, that you get more than one quote. <laughs> you try right. more than one, person, right. one person, right? right? You wouldn't get someone to paint your house and just go with the first guy that you get, right? And what was know, that process? How 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 did you how did you narrow in on that? So it started with, "Hey guys, do you want to make a record now? Are we ready to make a record?" Perfect. Yes was the answer. Yeah. Um, you know that's after five years of right writing and touring. Mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm. a release of an EP here and there, but you know yeah. nothing mm-hmm. significant. So that was step one. Step two was, okay, we want to do this in a way that we haven't done it before. You know, we've been yeah. working for all this money. You know, we have a budget. We don't need label support. You know, how do we want to do this? So we, we all agreed that an outside producer, someone who, you know, frankly is not a, not a friend, is right. not a, you know, right. you know, friend of a friend, you know, someone totally. who is really on the outside yep. who's going to come in. So we put feelers out there, feelers, 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 everywhere. Anyone we knew, hey, do you know anyone? Hey, can you, you know, ask around? So we got a couple people come in. So the first guy we met with was a guy named Alan Edinson. Uh, I'm sorry, Alan, uh, Aaron Levinson. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to curse him. That's, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> this is internet <laughs> yeah, radio. We're good. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Out. It's internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Aaron Levinson's a Philly guy, and... Um, you know, it was cool. It was, you know, it was a good vibe. Um, we worked with a guy named Alan Evans, who, you know the band Soul Live? You know that band? Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's the drummer of Soul Alive. Okay. And okay. does some producing. Um, I think he's he's in Waltham. He's got a little studio nice. in Waltham. So we did him, and we also actually worked with Eric Krasno, who's also in Soul Alive and okay. does a bunch of other stuff. So we did those three, and it was kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, and you know, whoever, no, 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 Ex- yeah, whoever listens to this, please know, <laughs> I like, I have all the respect in the world for those guys. You know, it's so many factors go into this right, being but, a fit, but and, picking um, a picking a good fit for it, not just a particular, not just your band, but a particular album that you're doing right. is is a very specific thing, and so a, a phenomenal, a, a phenomenal ah, producer. Debut, exactly. A phenomenal producer doesn't necessarily mean that that's the producer that that you're going to feel comfortable with. That's going to get exactly. what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. So we finally worked with Corey Long. He was the fourth of the four, and um, you know, it just and worked. that really clicked. It just worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thanks I for taking that. us through that process. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean. So, you know, you guys asked a little bit about pledge before. Yeah, I wanted that um, was my next question. I was just going to follow yeah, up with that again. So. So we, you know, when this whole thing started, when Wright started, you know, it started in uh, my first college apartment, which was actually my first year of college. We mm-hmm. kind of went, we never really did the dorm thing. And um, one of the guys in the band, his name's Tori. I've known him, you know, since I was 11. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, awesome. nice. And we've been, you know, we've been playing music together for a really long time. Beautiful. Um, what instrument does he play? Guitar. He's nice. The, yeah. Lead guitar and um so we got this apartment and you know i had a friend from home who knew this guy who lives in boston they went to camp together and so on the first night we, you know we knew no one so we called up this guy mike flat and you know had him come over and he's you know spent every day at our house since but anyway <laughs> so he was a music business student at northeastern Perfect. and he got a job at pledge music right out of college when pledge oh. was still kind of yeah. Taking shape. Definitely. Yeah. And so he's actually become a really important, integral part of the company there because they've had a lot of changes over the last few years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he's he's stuck through them. So, you know, he was our direct link to Pledge. So it was always the plan that we would do Pledge, you know, um, once it was time to do the record. Okay. And not even because we needed the money, per se, mm-hmm. but because it's a really awesome thing and i mean you know more money means more merch you oh, know, sure. it, so you know we, you know, Absolutely. So much we can yeah. do with crowdfunding right definitely you know we've already seen on our last tour one of the things we're offering in the vip in the pledge is a vip option nice so basically people can come out you know hang during sound check you know grab some food with the band and you know it's cool for us and i think you guys will be able to relate to this i mean a lot of people think it's like we walk out of the fucking bathroom and like walk right on stage after taking a <laughs> shit all day. <laughs> right, right, right. And you're like playing a show. I mean, right. people don't know how much really goes into it. And uh, I think it's cool for people to be able to see a sound check and, you know, see everybody change from their day clothes to their show. Yeah, shows, you know, yeah, you yeah. See the process. Right. So it, it's been a really cool thing. And, you know, we only have, you know, one or two a show, which is great because we can really like, hang out with them yeah well absolutely well and yeah, that's i mean so, that's it's cool for you guys t- so that they can see you but it's so unbelievably great for the people that get to experience that vip experience it's it it, it makes it for you know because we're look you know we're all music people anyway but but we're fans of music too so 
you know, if you could go hang out with, you know, Jimmy Page or go hang out with, you know, right. John yeah. Mayer, or go hang out with Ed Sheeran, I totally right. would. Absolutely. You know? oh well, it's a great, well, it's a, and it's a great way to build a super fan. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I mean, this is a great way to not just, not just, you know, communicate with your, you know, with your, you know, you've got, you're going to have fans and then you're going to have real fans and then you're going to have super fans, right? And this is a great way to, to develop that and to give them an opportunity to be a part of your process, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it, it really does, you know, it means a lot both ways. Um, you know, it means a lot that they're there uh, to us. And yeah. I think it, you know, means a lot to them that, frankly, we're nice guys. And yeah. We, you know, we're like, we'll give you the time of day if you right. give us the time of day. So absolutely. it's been this very nice, relationship we have with you know those quote-unquote super fans well i i love that you put it that way because uh, um it again it's this uh, i'm not it's not like you don't know this already but it's something that adam and i talk about all the time and that's that you know being authentic and yeah. being a real person yeah in this industry really will get you further oh yeah than this image of you know the temperamental rock star yeah, oh, who's, yeah, right, right, and and, and again, it's oh, a different, yeah. it's a new music industry, it's a new world, and and uh, part of it is, you know, you're most of the people in the industry aren't allowed to get away with being a dick anymore. <laughs> right, no, straight up, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you guys yeah. aren't anyway. I, 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 I mean, we we know you were, were friends, but but, and I, I casually know from following you guys what the guys in the band are like. Yeah, and that's just you guys are good dudes. I mean, it'd be fun to hang out with you. Fun to go get pizza. Yeah. No? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, you know, it's fun you guys bring that up because um, something I was kind of hoping to, you know, touch on at some point is I, I've loved and I found it so inspiring and humbling that through my travels, some of the guys I've met on the road, and I don't mean like people, you know, fans, or I'm, I'm talking about other fans. Other bands, yeah. I mean, we've just met some of the best people you'll ever meet in your life, some of the most the nicest, humblest, most talented people. There's this band, and I don't know if you guys have heard of them, this band called Welshley Arm. I haven't, uh, no. Anyone, have anyone listening? Yeah, they're they're hitting huge in Germany right okay. now. They got this song called Legendary, and it's this hard rock band, and, and the guy, the lead guy, is named Sam Getz, and he's got long hair, he plays a firebird, he you know, screams, and he's rocking out. I mean, and then you talk to him, and he's the gentlest, nicest, <laughs> like sweetest, kindest guy you'll ever meet in your life. And it's been so awesome to meet people like that, and you know, meet guys like you guys. I mean, there's just the, the industry is full of really, really nice people. Yeah, and yeah. I, I haven't, you know, I like I've come across a couple, mm-hmm. but I haven't really met that many like horrible assholes, <laughs> which is so nice. Which is so, great. Well. Those people suck. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, and again, like, you know, as as we've discussed, you know, in the past, that positivity that you get from from meeting somebody else in the industry like that or or getting the opportunity to meet somebody who's a fan of your music and that positivity feeds on itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And is just is just really con- infectious. Con- yeah, yes. it's infectious. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And I would love to, you brought up the road, so I'd love to, um, you know, you've mentioned to Adam and I before about some of the, some of the things that, that you and, and the guys in, in Ripe do to, 
make sure that the experience together when you're on the road is positive. Yeah. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. Well, it's not easy. It's, uh, it's yeah. You know, um, it's hard know, being on the road. That's the job. Yeah. You right. Know, playing right. music. That, that's not, that's not the job. That's, <laughs> no. the, that's the time off. That's, right. You know, right. Yeah. You know, you're working the other three, 23 hours a day. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's tough, man. And, you know, as I told you guys, you know, sometimes we'll do some of these little exercises, um, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming this is the one you guys are referring to, but, um, you know, we would do the thing where we all get in the van in the morning and every morning one person has to go around and say something nice about everyone else in the yeah. band. See, I and just... that really, you know, that really, it really works, you know, because yeah, I love that. at the end of the day, people want to feel respected and they yeah. want to feel appreciated. And, you know, we are, we're friends, we're bandmates, yeah. we're roommates, we're coworkers, we're business partners. I mean, there's so many levels yeah. of relationships, not right. to mention so many of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Cause so there's, there's seven of you, you know, guys, right? Seven plus a manager on the road. So there's eight of you guys touring on the road. Yes, that's um, in you know a 15 passenger with all the gear in it. So right, we're in two rows. So you're shoulder to shoulder all right. the time. <laughs> oh, so you're not um, even t- you're not even towing a, a trailer. No, no, we're not towing a trailer. Yet. That's how we uh, always did because, it too. Just throw all the gear yeah. in with you. <laughs> well, I mean, the trailer brings in a whole other yeah, level of where am I going to. Uh, yeah, absolutely, it does. Yep. Straight up, where am I going to keep it? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and well, it's not even like a bus where they have to, you know, give you enough space for the bus. Right. Like, right. if you're towing a trailer, you know, you're a van. You yeah, right, right. have to have this thing on your back. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So, well, so I, I love that, that, you, that, you brought, that you brought up. Uh, so I love the story is perfect. That's it's exactly that's what we were, hoping, we were, you were, hoping, you were you hoping that you would tell. Because yeah. and the thing that I love about that is that I can really see that exercise leading to the place where you sort of want to cut somebody some slack if they're not at their best because you know that they just said something really insightfully nice about you, right. you know, either yesterday or today or a week ago, and you know that that's their character and you're. You're willing to let them sort of have their moment if they need it, right? But I the, mean, the other thing yeah, that I so the other thing that I wanted to I did just want to mention again that I love the way you described it was I think a lot of people don't who haven't been on the road maybe aren't familiar with this that this being in a band is in a lot of ways it's it's an even deeper relationship than than a significant other in your life. Oh yeah, that yeah that. Man, you are around each other all the time. Yeah, just twenty four seven. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and you know, and something I was gonna bring up. This isn't like, all right, well, you know, we'll do this until we decide not to do it anymore. Or, you know, right. we'll see what happens. I mean, this is everybody is signed up for life here. Yeah, you know? yeah. Okay, I'm sure you know you can't can't tell the future. You know, who fucking knows what's gonna happen? Right, but, right. Everybody's signed up, you know, everybody's right. in this for life. Everyone's in this for the long haul. So when you're working on stuff, it's not temporary fixes. It's not bad. Exactly. I mean, we're talking, we're talking surgery here. If you right. it. Sometimes it is. I mean, you know, just, just recently I, you know, needed to basically get to the point where I was able to say to someone in the band, 
you know, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I've been feeling. I, I have to, you know, we need to address this. Like, let's sit down and do it. And we did That's it. Okay. And, you know, it, you, you have to treat these relationships, like you guys said, as, you know, significant others, if not more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Communication. You know, like life partner. Yes. No. Yeah. It's, and, and again, I, I mean, you'll know this, uh, you probably already know, but you'll know it even deeper as, as the years go on with this, that, that because you guys are doing all the preemptive work right. with this, with your relationships, it's going to be so much easier, like you just described, that fine, you're going to have an issue with it. Michael and I have issues with each other. You know what I mean? We're <laughs> brothers. You know what I mean? And because we work together so closely, we have to talk about stuff. We have no choice. Right. You got to yeah. talk about it. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's just no time for that stuff to linger. No, no. there is you, you know? I mean, yeah, you just, you can't have that. You no. can't have that in the air. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it affects the art. It affects the work. It affects right. everything. Yeah. Not yeah. just the relationships. And that's where, like, with friends, you can just blow it off and go, ah, he's being a jerk. He gets like that. Or, right. right. But you're not going to be in the van with him for the next, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that communica- Six weeks or yeah, whatever. That, that communication right. is just, it's just crucial because you can have the talk now or you can have the screaming fight. Right. You know, six weeks from now. So it's. But it, you know what? I mean, I think it's it's also, it, it applies to not just being in a band. I mean, this is a human being, you know, open communication and, you know, treating people with kindness. I mean, it's almost yeah, like, you know, you know, being in a band is, you know, this small little world. Yeah. Is, you know, it, but it's the same as the big world out there. I Absolutely. Mean, you know, it's basic human treatment and how do you want to be treated <laughs> and how do people want to, you know, Hey, Amen. Yeah. That's that's the uh, what is true for music is true for life, and what is true for life yeah. is true for music, right? Amen, brother. There Amen. That's, that's that's awesome. I love that. I love man. that. I love yeah. that. So I, I want to double back a little bit, and uh, I do want to ask you. So you mentioned that you've been friends with with uh, the guitar player in the band, uh, one of the guitar players in the band since you were eleven. When did yeah. you start playing? And was were drums your first instrument? So I pretty classic classic case of. Who's that Keith Moon guy? Um, yep. You know, <laughs> um, you know. I just remember thinking, like, what the hell is going on when I first heard "Won't Get Fooled Again." Oh, um, yes. So you know, I started. You know, I was about nine, ten when um, you know my my parents split up, and my dad, in in an effort to you know, you know, get some closeness going, would take me on the road a lot, and we would go we'd go. We'd go to Civil War battlefields, but we'd go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. You know, nice. real, real dad stuff. Definitely, you know? yeah. And we'd bring drumsticks on the road, um, and that started when we were driving by. We were in Virginia, um, and we drove by this little music store that we know isn't there anymore. So no. don't go try. Don't to find look it. for it. <laughs> exactly, it's Farmville, Farmville, Virginia. Sure. Um, I had never owned a pair of drumsticks before. I was 10 years old. Uh, he bought a mandolin. He bought me some drumsticks. <laughs> and I you know, was banging on the dashboard all the way home and, uh, you know, wow. bought me a drum set. Um, I went into school and said, who plays music? Who wants to play music? <laughs> uh, so I found, uh, I think it was five other kids who uh, wanted to play music. We got together in this one kid's living room, um, and we started a little teen pop band. Oh and quickly, um, one of the lead singer's dads got 
he somehow got the idea in his head that, you know, this, he, he saw this avenue, I'm trying to explain this best, but he basically saw this avenue where what if we got these kids involved in charity and, you know, actually, like, did something with this. So That's he has had these connections to Clarence Clements from uh, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Are you, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, the, the, the late big man. great, yeah, the late great big man. And um, through him, he had these connections to Nile Rogers, and um, Nile Rogers had this has this uh, charity called the We Are Family Foundation. Mm-hmm. So we got wrapped up with them pretty quickly, and um, they kind of curated this record for us. You know, we we did kind of written the tunes, but we had, right, yeah. you know, we had band coaches, and, uh, you know, they, you know, who knows what they did to my drums, and quantized the hell out of them. Sure, anyway, sure, sure. You know, we put this record together, uh, raised about $100,000 to build a school in Africa. Oh my God, that's um, fantastic. Got a sponsorship from Gibson. Wow. Uh, and all this stuff. So that was kind of the kickoff of my career, kind of the you know, peak of my career was around 11. Not the peak. You got, you got <laughs> no, plenty no, to go no. yet. Just no, a good no, no, kickoff. No. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, a good, yeah, that's that's a, yeah, yeah, giving you a good but, taste um, in your mouth. But anyway, so, um, you know, kids grew up, and, you know, when we were around 12, you know, so it didn't take too long, no. but, um, you know, some, <laughs> some realized um, it was time to do something else. So through Gibson, we actually, you know, so we lost a couple band members, and we actually put on a contest through Gibson guitars, basically <laughs> looking to find the new guitar player. For oh, you're 12 years old and you're looking for your replacement guitar player already. Right? Yeah, I love exactly. that. I, God, that's so, so rock and roll. So we we set up at the Hit Factory, which, uh, yep. for those who don't know, is no longer any, right. anything, unfortunately, yeah. but uh, it used to be a big you know recording studio on like, 45th and 7th mm-hmm. in the city, in New York City. New York um, city. New York City, that city. That's <laughs> right? the city. That, 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 little, that little town. Yep. Um, and uh, by the time we were, you know, 11 and 12, it had become a showroom. Sure. And um, right. so we had about six people come in and, you know, play three songs of the band. And there were these judges, you know, like we had these you know, judges, like Nile Rogers was one of the judges. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> it was hilarious. Thing. And then so this guy, Tori, comes in, this kid, Tori, and... Yeah. Anybody who's in the room at the time will tell you, like, that dude and I just hit it off. Immediately. We just, and musically, everything yeah. just happened. You know, it yeah. just really happened. And so we continued to play together in all sorts of different groups until we ended up at Berkeley, got an apartment, and met the right guys, and, you know, literally weekend one. That's amazing. Dude, that's that's so amazing. I just love that. The story, right? I love oh, that. Oh, I love that. I love that story. So, so you're you're ten, you're eleven years old. You're, I'm assuming you're taking drum lessons. Uh, I actually didn't start taking drum lessons until about thirteen. Maybe. Okay, so thirteen. Um, I had, you know, I tried, and you know, it's um, you know, I'm not, I'm a, uh, I, I'm not like your typical, you know, easy to teach kind of guy. <laughs> so it took a while to find uh, find a guy who's, you know. Uh, who knew how to get through to Samson for for thirteen year old Samson? Yeah, right. I love that. I love um, that. So, uh, what I want to, what I'm kind of wondering is, and one of the things that that Adam and I talk about all the time is, is, uh, you know, when we're when we're coaching people and when we're working with young artists, and and now on the website, um, we're 
we're trying to make sure that people understand that you can't, it, it's really impossible to just pick up your instrument, you know, like and be awesome. once a day for an hour and, right. and be amazing. So one of the things that we're asking musicians when we're talking to them is, well, what's your, what was your rehearsal schedule like? What, what did you, how long, how much did you play a day or a week or, you know? Right. Well, I, I played more in terms of just actual practicing, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I was in high school and college than I do now. Um, right. You know, I definitely, you know, it, it was, I think for the last two years of high school, my rehearsal regimen with the band was like four hours, four times a week. So, you know, yeah. we were really, really digging in. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, we get in the room every day. You know, we're, oh, yeah. we're yeah. you know, we, we live in this big house, the rehearsal right. rooms, the basement. We just, whether it's, you know, three of us writing or all of us, you know, yeah. playing to the click or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're in there every day. But I, my own individual practice time, it's really, really hard on the road. I mean, yeah. honestly, you know, yeah. you're a guitar player, a bass player, you know, sit in the hotel lobby with right. quick in your ears and play, but right. I don't really have that luxury. Yeah. Right, right. Um, not to mention, you know, we do live in Boston proper, and, you know, when I'm rehearsing, I'm, I'm playing with hot sticks, man. I can't, right. I'm not even, like, really hitting the drums that hard. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Um, so I've actually, you know, I've been looking for a solution. The problem is, what's the point in me, you know, leasing a, a room when I'm here like three months out of the year. Right. Right. Which right. is, so it's tough. It, it, it's a tough thing, but, um, you know, I still find a way to play every day. I still find a way to write. So, you know, yeah, you, you're, you never turn off. You guys, know, right. you no, never, you, know, you never turn off. And to, to get to the point where, you know, you know, frankly, and I'm not, you know, not trying to toot my own horn cause you know, we all know I got a long ways to go, but, you know, I shedded my ass off for a lot of years. And, yeah. You know, I, I doubt I would be touring if I didn't get that shed time in when I had the time to do so. Well, and so, that's and that, and that's exactly what I was, what I was. Yeah. So at. that's right. so like when you were, you know, when you're a teenager, how many hours a day were you playing? Oh, four. Yeah. Know, four yeah. or five. Right. Easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was playing in school. Yeah. And I'd go practice at home, and then go to rehearsal. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it's what, it's what I did. Yeah. And, right. and and it is what you have to do. I mean, I forget what the number is, but they say you got to, you know, ten certain amount of hours thing. Was it 10? 10,000 hours. 10,000 10, hours, yeah. 10,000 hours for master. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd say give it 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love that you talked about, I love I love that the way that you talked about the fact that now that you're in this, you know, really, you know, very, really successful up and coming band, that you guys are actually playing more. Yeah, yeah, that it sure. that you know that that's part of what comes with it. That it, you know, we we always want we, we always want to make sure that 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 you know young aspirings r- remember that you're not going to get to this place where hey now it's all about parties now right. it's all about right right, right. It, that's just no, not well it's never all about parties right, right. You know? I mean it's right. like you don't have time for that exactly um, yeah but you know and and I gotta say you know I and I felt this way even in high school. You know, sitting in your basement or sitting in your room and playing is one thing, and getting on the stage is another. Yeah. Um, Amen. You know, yes. it's, it's, it's just a different It's, so event, di- it's a know? different animal, man. Yeah. You know, one one thing that we... I, I, I didn't learn all of that much at Berkeley, just to be totally candid with you guys. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, you know I, I spent my time playing 
And, yeah. you know, I, and I studied a lot on my instrument, but I'm just talking, you know, in the bigger picture, you know, I, Music I business wish I, you know, I wish I'd been a little more present. I definitely do. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, oh, yours is a cautionary tale. In college, you know, it's like, you're still pretty young in college. You know, yeah, man. Beginning. Um, but what I do remember learning is, you know, we, you guys know Victor Wooten. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, he has this whole theory that unconscious practicing is far more effective than conscious practicing in the sense where, you know, practice while watching TV or practice while mm. talking to a friend or, you know, don't, you know, and not, not exclusively, right. but, you know, something that you need to practice is mindless practicing and, and I, and that really speaks to me because my best nights on stage, yeah, are completely unconscious, and I don't mm. mean I'm drunk off my. Ass. No, no, no right. I know exactly. not what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, I get off stage and I'm like, I don't remember a single thought I had Ugh. in the last hour and a half. It's autopilot. Pure That's, music. I love that. You're you're a million percent there. Yeah, I love that. And you are that. nowhere else. Right. And I think that's really important because you can't really get there in in your basement alone or in your right. room. Yeah. Right, right. You know, you, yeah. need, you need other musicians and you need people watching you. And yeah. you, need to, you need to feel the heat of it. You need to be yeah. on, the, on the lights and, you know, yeah. Yeah. you got to feel the pressure of it. Right. Or, or you're just learning to play in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. right, feel, exactly. Feel, feel the up. pressure and make the mistakes and drive through yeah. and pretend mm-hmm. it didn't happen and move on to the next thing. Right. And, and feel the pressure. Here comes that drummer, feel. You know, if you're a drummer, one day, and it's going to suck, your kick drum, your beater is going to go through the head in the middle of the show, and it's going to end the show for you right there. And you're going to have to use your goddamn floor tom <laughs> kick drum for the rest of the show, and it's going to suck. Wow! But then you're going to know to always have a spare kick drum head side stage at every at show. Every show. That's just and those are the things you learn. A I cautionary mean, tale. I, I love that. I remember when we were on tour with you, not even that long ago. I. It was in, I'll never forget, I mean, we were in Rochester, New York, um, on our second tour with G-Love and Special Sauce. I'm smacking the snare, as I do, and the stick goes right through it, <laughs> and I'm, I'm panicking and freaking out, like, what do I do? And I look side stage, and I see the drummer of G-Love and Special Sauce with his snare ready for me, and he gives oh. me his snare. And then he says to me after after the show, he says, "I never want to see you without a secondary snare on stage ever again." And I brought two snares every <laughs> single because because House Man is going to kick my ass if I don't. I love that. That's beautiful. Oh, and that, you know what's that, that is like that's that is like that's the love of of a fellow musician watching out for his young younger brethren. With the with the tough love of don't oh, yeah. ever make me rescue yeah. you again. Oh, and he's a he's a tough son of a bitch too. Oh, that's, I love that. Oh, that's man. beautiful. Oh yeah, and wow. I mean that's been one of the best things about you know touring with older bands, mm-hmm. you know, like G Love or Blues Traveler. Yeah, yeah. Um, you see what you do and don't want to be thirty years into your career. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you learn a lot along the way. Yeah, right. definitely. Yes, exactly. Well, and 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 that, those are the kinds of things that you can only learn from doing those shows and being on the road. Right. That, that's it. That's the only place it comes from. You, exactly. like you said, that's not going to come from practicing in your basement or in the rehearsal hall. It's just yeah. not. 
Because you're you never going to hit out. it that you hard. you got to get out there. Yeah. You've got to get out there. Yeah, you right. do. You're, never, you're simply never going to hit the drum that you're hard. You're just not going to hit the drum that hard. Yeah. You're not going to be that excited. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah, just not going to happen. So hyped up. Exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're, you're not going to bend the string. You're not going to bend the strings that that much yeah. on your guitar. You're, you're not going to go it. for that. You're not going to go for that note. Yep. All right. You know. Yeah. No. Exactly. You got to be in front of the people and feeling it. Yes, sir. That's awesome. All right. So, a couple of things. I would love to. I would love to see. I just, I'm always curious about this about this question for other players. Um, if you had like one or two th- pieces of advice for somebody, yes, you know, you could even if you're thinking about yourself when you were, you know, right, 11, young, 12 years old, the young you, Samson, you know, what would you tell well, the young somebody Samson? who says I, I want to be a drummer like you? What what would you say? You better be damn sure of it. Nice. Um, you know, you better be really sure that this is what you want to do if you're going to go down this road. Um, it is so hard um, in ways that you'll never think of until you're doing it. Yeah. In ways of, you know, you, you know, think about all the relationships that yeah. you're not nurturing when you're on the road. Right. You know, think of all the things that you're not doing when you're driving eight hours a day. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, the playing is great, but like, I mean, remember, you're, I mean, you're driving every day. Right. Yeah. You're traveling, you're putting everything in your life on hold and on pause for this one thing. Yeah. For this one thing that you said that you're going to do for the rest of your life, no matter what. If there's any room for doubt, you will crack immediately. You will not be able to make it through a single tour if you don't know that this is what you want to spend the rest of your life doing. So, you know, if I'm talking to a 12-year-old or even a 15-year-old, yeah, yep. you know, I'm saying really take the time, really think about it, ask questions, you know, talk to, talk to people who've done it. You know, I, I when I was in high school, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a band called The Postels. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of they kind of called it quits a couple of years ago, but... Mm-hmm. I went to high school with those guys, and they were, you know, Albert Hammond Jr. from Strokes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so he had picked them up and produced their record. Okay. So they were kind of okay. going in that vein, and mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, when I was, you know, 16, 17, or even 15, I would call up the bass player who's in that band and just ask him if he wanted to go grab coffee, and I would just, I would just pick his brain and yeah. just ask him, you know, like, what what's it like? Yeah. You know, what is it like being on the road? And... You know, I remember him saying to me once, "You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose all your friends." Hmm. And I always thought, "No, that's never gonna happen. Right, that won't happen to me." And it yeah, it does. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I don't have any friends. You know, well, I still have, you know, I, I'm you know, I have a great girlfriend who I love. I have great best friends, but I lost a lot of communication with you know yeah. the 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 people that I wasn't as close with. Because when you leave and you can't nurture these relationships, right? They 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 die right it's like watering a plant you know yeah yeah so so if, so if sunday brunch with the same group of people for the for the next 10 years is important to you probably being a, a musician not right. for you exactly no exactly and yeah. you know what i mean that is important to some people and, yeah, you know, totally it, yeah and and i get that i love sunday brunch it's one of my favorite <laughs> things in the world <laughs> me too man yeah, me too, and, me too. and i can't wait to be home and to do it. it yes um you know yeah it's but just not gonna not happen every weekend the fact that I'm, I need to be on the road. It's yeah, who yeah. I am. Yeah. It's where I belong. And nothing feels as purposeful as 
being on the road. Yeah, right on. Amen. Oh, I love that. That's that's just that's a great that's fantastic. Answer. That's fantastic advice. All right, I have two more questions for you. Yeah, please. All I right. got all the time in the world. All right, so awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> all right, so this one's... Like I said, I'm home. You know? <laughs> I got all the time in the world. Well, what we're going to do is next, next interview we do with you, we're, we're going to call you while you're on the on the road. Exactly. And we're going to oh, yeah. just have you have it on speakerphone. We'll talk to everybody. And Everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we're going to call it Samson right from the road. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> we'll put it on speakerphone. <laughs> all right, man. All right, so... I'm always curious about about this from musicians, especially musicians who I respect as much as I respect you. Um, and I think the first time that we ever played on stage together, the thing that I mentioned uh, immediately was the consistency with which you hit hit that snare is just it's 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 pretty amazing, especially for somebody uh, who isn't 35 and been on the road for 20 years. And right, you know, right. um, so my question. Is relates a little to that, and, and I want to know who are like what players are your like three, two or three main influences. Like, who do you go? Yes, that's who I could. I'm that's Tizza for me. Well, it's, it's an interesting question because I, you know, you know, like I kind of said earlier, you know, the the things that caught me immediately were, you know, Keith Moon and mm-hmm. John Bonham, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and then and then I quickly, very quickly, got into more of. I mean, there's this whole crew of guys that kind of circle around Clapton, but not really. Um, you know, the guys that you know that were in the band, which I don't know if you ever knew this, but Clapton wanted to be in the band, and he kept begging those guys to make to let him the guitar be player in the band. Wow. Yeah, but so he had you know the band that was on the Layla record. Yeah, which is just my favorite record of no, all time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They were also Delaney and Bonnie's band. I don't know if you're right. Delaney and Bonnie right, are, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, really great couple act duo mm-hmm. act. That, yeah. um, they Clapton actually took that band from them, just poached it from them, <laughs> um, as, as the drummer, stars tend to do. Right, the drummer in that band was a guy named Jim Gordon. Okay, um, who. He's just, you know, just such a melodic player. Just such a, I just love the way that he moves on the drums. And, and I, you know, Beautiful. I've never seen him play. I've never seen videos of him because there are none. Because, right. Which I'll, I'll get to why in a second. But um, for anyone who's listening, go check out the song Keep On Growing. It's, I think, the third track on the Layla record. Um, about halfway through the song is a little drum break. And it is so melodic. It is so perfect. It's it's minimal. It's purposeful. Every single hit is thought out, and it's just awesome. And that was what I really first loved so much about the drums. I love the nuance of it. And yeah. That, yeah. You know, there's you know, everybody thinks you're just hitting things with wooden sticks, but <laughs> every single person who hits a drum is going to hit it differently. Yeah. And it's like it's yeah. like the lines on your hand. Nobody's in the right. same. Right. Um, so that was where, that's really where, you know, where I started. And then I found this t-shirt that I told you when I was 13. Yes. Um, I was walking on the street with my grandma. I was having dinner with my grandma, and I was like, I gotta take my drumsticks with me, because if I let everyone know that I'm a drummer, then I'll never be a drummer. <laughs> so I'm walking on the street, twirling my drumsticks, you know, and I remember it was a, it was a black pair of Steve Gadd signature sticks, who nice. um, you know, I'll get yes. to Steve Gadd in a second. Oh. 
See, my but, favorite. So there's a guy named guy named Mike Vini signed me. Gives me his card. Says you look like a drummer. <laughs> so how can you tell? And uh, you know, so I ended up studying with him basically until I went to college. And his whole foundation for drumming was, and this is the first thing he asked me. I remember he said to me, "Do you know why drums exist?" And I couldn't even comprehend what a question like that meant. At yeah, the time. that's phenomenal. And he said to dance. <laughs> and as far back as you go, the reason there are drums is for people to dance. Wow. So Beautiful. that blew my mind. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's really been my foundation for everything I do behind the kit, is whether you're tapping your toe or you're jumping up and down or you're swaying your hips or, you know, banging your head. Yeah. Whatever is happening there, starts from where I'm sitting. Ugh. And then, you know, everyone else takes it and, you know, everybody <laughs> does their part, but right, it right. starts but it starts you know, it with starts you. from the nucleus, which is the kick drum. I mean, you could you could do a whole show with a kick drum. Oh my god, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the whole the, the entire show you don't need anything else. Everything else is really fun to have, <laughs> right, you know, right. a backbeat is nice. Yeah, yeah. But you, you could do four on the floor the whole time. I mean, and people are going to dance. Yeah. yeah. They're going to feel it at least. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to yeah. feel it. Yeah. So, you know, I started, you know, I really started getting into kind of the more academic side of things when I got to Berkeley, you know, so mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Jordan, he's, yeah. he's the guy, yep. you know, he's just, he's the guy, he, he's just the guy, I don't know what else to say, he's, <laughs> um, he's not a flashy guy, you know, and I remember getting to Berkeley and having, you know, kind of already been in this zone of, all right, well, I, you know, I know I'm not this flashy drummer right and i you know i know i'm a guy who understands the, the reason for the drums and and right. that's that's important and then i got to berkeley and um i mean anyone who's gone to berkeley will tell you your first semester at berkeley is is just such a, a mind bender yeah um you know because all of these people were you know the best at home mm-hmm. right you know, right you know you're you're the best in your class you're the best in your school and then you go to Berkeley and you're just not anymore. <laughs> right. You're just not. And I, and I remember going in and there was all these guys, these, you know, these these gospel chop cats who I, I just, I'd never heard or seen drumming like this. Yeah. Right. You know, um, and I remember going through a real, not like a, not like an existential crisis, but, you know, I was going to the rooms and I'd be trying to play along with Dave Weckl and, you know, and Dennis Chambers, all these cats that I'd never really listened to. Right all that much growing up and it just didn't feel like me. And I remember one day um, I was playing along to, I think it was a John Mayer trio. I was playing Daughter from yeah. from the album Try. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I mean, it just starts off with Steve Jordan just... Yeah. And I remember some guy walks by, you know, the rehearsal rooms all have this giant glass door you can see and then trying to hear right as you're walking by and I'm playing this simple groove and this guy walks by and he's just like he just gives me a thumbs up and just like the nice nice groove you know (laughs) and I remember that was like the turning moment in my whole kind of outlook of my time at Berkeley because I've been trying to be this drummer I wasn't and then I finally go to what I knew and what I felt you know what I really felt in my heart and in my yeah. soul 
and immediately this guy comes and he's like, great job. That's perfect. And so it was this great moment where, you know, everything just kind of aligned. And um, yeah. and to this day, you know, I, you know, I'm not the flashiest guy on the block. I'm not, you know, I'm not the chop heaviest dude. Um, and, you know, the way you guys brought this up was, you know, you were asking me about my consistency on the snare. And, you know, what I put my time in was, you know, not how fast can I play this fill. It was, I'm going to put a quarter on the center of the snare drum. Yes. And hit that quarter over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And I'm going to practice my rudiments on a quarter. Right. And I'm yeah. going to hit the drum. And, you know, that comes from, you know, when I was in the studio when I was 11. And I'm trying to play to a click track, and I'm 11 years old, and I'd never done any of this before. And so, like, you need to hit the drum in the same place every time. Like, you can't hit it on the left and then hit it on the right and hit it in the center. Come look. Come look at the computer screen. Come look at the difference. Right. You know, right. come see yeah. that, you know, the transient changes yeah. on the screen. I mean, you can... It's right, and you can, it's visual. You know, you yeah, can it's visible. Yeah. yeah, you can see it. As you guys know, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, you, you can see consistency yeah. in drumming. Yeah on records exactly not exactly. just hear it you yeah, can see it absolutely so you know yes i love steve gad i love steve jordan yeah um there's a guy named aaron sterling who is you know probably the busiest guy in la right now i love <laughs> his playing but honestly i am still i'm still looking i'm still looking You're still for, being inspired you know, who inspires me and yeah. i'm still you know i'm still trying to figure out you know who I am as a player. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a, I hope I never stop trying to figure that out. Love it. I, I'm and with you, man. I hope you, I hope you never stop. That's, yeah. that's part of the joy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I never stop. I never stop looking for new music. I never stop looking for that's another exactly artist it. to inspire me. Yeah. And it's all about the joy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's Absolutely. the process, man. It's, it's all yeah. about the joy. I mean, well, if you're not happy, you're not, you're not feeling the joy of it. Why do it? Absolutely. Well, the thing that I love about that story that you just told about the thumbs up, when you're practicing this, you know, part that is your, that's in your lane, you know, that right, it's, yeah. that you, you know, you were immediately rewarded for embracing your authentic self, yeah, exactly. the authentic player that you are. And you immediately got this feedback of, yeah, man, that's it. That's where you want to be. Stay in, stay in your lane. That's your superpower, yeah, yeah, right? right yeah. That's your superpower. Your superpower yeah. is that you're going to be consistent and you're going to do these beautiful, nice, melodic, you know, grooves. And it's not about, for you, it's not about the speed. It's not about crazy. It's not about that that's yeah. what it is for you. And, you know, it, you've heard us talk about this before, that that's one of the things that we talk about all the time, finding out what your authentic self is and what your right. then you can find what your superpower is within that yeah confined right which right. is why i love so much what you guys do because you don't need to do that journey alone like the right, positive exactly. enforcement i got from that random guy yes you know it could have been anyone it could have been absolutely you guys could have been a coach it could yeah, be right. a friend i mean like just positive reinforcement and nudging and direction and try this or try that <laughs> or maybe that's not for you, you know, right you know, right Absolutely, Take man. it where it comes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I love that. Man. Absolutely. I just love that. And that's perfect. We're going to, we're gonna, I want to wrap with one more quick question for you here that yep. actually, because it, it really segues perfectly. It's, uh, you know, we're talking about authenticity 
and then staying like in your authenticity. 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 It's like more authentic than just authenticity. It's the it's authenticity to this to the second power is what that was. So staying in your lane and then you know discovering your you know your musical superpower what that is and and one of the things that Adam and I have started to ask people when we once we talk to somebody who actually knows their musical superpower. I don't know why this. I want to ask this question, but it just makes me want to know: if you had an actual superpower that wasn't musical, what would it? What, what would, would you? It what would you choose? Uh, well, I, I've actually, I, I have thought about this. <laughs> I love. <laughs> of course you have, man. So of course you have. have. Say, I don't have to say. I got to think about. This. I love you, brother. I, That's exa- I knew you would have thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I'm not even like thrilled about the answer I'm going to give you because I, I know what you guys, what everybody thinks, and what I think. But I would want to be able to read mine. Oh. Here's the caveat: I would want to only be able to read them when I wanted to. I wouldn't want. You wouldn't want it to just have it. Problem have... of like it's coming at me at all times. And <laughs> oh my god! It out. No, I'd want to be able to turn it on, and of course, exercise the restraint to know when I should use it, which I think would be the real superpower of the superpower. Yeah, dude. But it's like a superpower with, within a superpower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Samson, my man, that is just—it's the perfect answer from you (laughs) because it illuminates the many layers of who you are and the fact that you would not just stop at what you want the superpower to be but that you would think to the next level of what were i what what would be the pitfall of having that superpower (laughs) so it could be really bad it could be horrible and so what you've done and so what you've done then is you have just in case somebody were to grant you this wish you have already thought out the possible problem Right, that might occur, <laughs> right, and exactly. I just love that about you because it, it's exactly That's the kind awesome. of player that you are, and and the way that you've answered all of these questions, yeah, which man. is multi layered, getting at the heart of it, and that it starts from heart because you're all about that, man. Absolutely. So, well, you know, I as I said before, I really do believe in what you guys do, and you know how you're. How you're finding new avenues to do it. So anything I can do to help and be a part of it, I you know, I'm there. Well, I love that, Samson. It's so it's so it's so great to have you on the show, brother. Samson yeah. is an I onion. I want you to tattoo that somewhere. Samson is Samson is an onion. I'll go do it right now. All right, All right brother. Dude. All right, brother. Samson Hellerman. You take care, man. We'll talk to you we'll later. We'll talk soon. And Adam and I will be talking to you soon as well. Because remember, you got this. We got your back. <laughs>